You're a dumb amplifier. You, you, you shut up. Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, guys. What's happening? Hey, Wells is here. Yep, usually. Unless I have something better mostly. to do. He goes out at night, mostly. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. mostly he goes out at night. Mostly. What do you mean? How would you have better things to do than be here? Man, I've been out and about seeing the world. All, right. all sorts of new-to-me breweries and having a good old time with it. Well, then, you? So what, what have you done since we have last recorded? Well, it turns out there are breweries up in like, the university area, so I went to go see Armored Cow. Okay. How was that? Uh, neat. Glad I went. Also, but while I was up there, worth saw... The, for you or I, worth the drive? Well, I made it, made it a package deal, so I saw Cabarrus and High Branch kicked out the percent tap house in Harrisburg and then Armored Cow and back home. Okay. So that was a fun little afternoon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sounds like it. I'm not familiar enough with the area. The, the light rail I know is supposed to get to university, but it's that's probably not in or near any of those spots, is it? Mm. I mean, it's probably a train ride to Uber. It's, it's probably walkable to Armored Cow. It's not bad. That's good. That's good. I, as per usual, did nothing. Was going to go to Westbrook, and then uh, the wife came down with a migraine, so that pretty well, much uh, killed all of that. Well, that was quick. Yep. <laughs> all right. Was that the first one? Yep. Okay. I was very curious. Well, uh, so I went somewhere with Wells. We went to a concert, but beforehand, uh, I had never been to VBGB before. Oh, okay. And I'm never going to go back. Yeah, I can understand that. Ah, that place is just trash. I, I have gone a total of one time. All right. I won't say it's trash, okay? But it serves a very it is valuable purpose, and that is... To get cheap, cheap beer before you go to a concert? That's right. Okay. Also, that is not your scene. No, definitely not. Well, it's not mine either, but for crying out loud, like, it's a lot better than paying $12 for a tall boy or yep. whatever at the concert place. Although, I will say concerts have gotten a little better about beer selection, but... Hey, I had higher ground all night. You know, that's the um, that's the spot we, we went with uh, Chris and Kim one time, and, and uh, that's the spot my wife refers to as the place where the half naked volleyball players are. Uh, well, it was pouring down rain when well, we were there, so it wasn't the day we were there, ah. and all the half naked volleyball players were there. <laughs> well, damn it, Wells, we went on the wrong day. No, we went on the right day. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where you know. I went and I saw the tap list and I quickly said, all right, baby maker, let's go. Because <laughs> that's about the only thing beer that I'm going to drink. I- I'm sure you saw this, but Triple C was offering uh, baby maker for four dollars on Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> to all the baby makers out there. That's, nope. that's pretty great. It was. Lol. <laughs> it was. Wait, yeah, I mean, you got to lean into the, vo- the, the, the name, right? I yeah. Mean, you got a good name, not a bad name. Yeah, exactly. Not offensive. Exactly. Not offensive. Not offensive. Well, I- I guess we just get right into it, shall yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of depressing news. Um, Woo, man. buddy. So, you know, we, we have talked in the past about kind of what we would call the uh, dumpster fire that is Ballast Point. Uh, Constellation Brands bought them for $11 trillion. Two, $2 billion, right? $1 billion. One, I think. One, $1 billion. And, uh, you know, at the time we all said, wow, that's overpriced. And uh, we're, I mean, it feels like we were just talking about this a couple shows ago. It seems we like it seems like Ballast Point has really started to disappear. Like we saw their their brand refresh come through, and you know, new boxes of cans and the new can art and all of that. But just really haven't seen much outside of that. Well, sounds like they are 
well, further downsizing, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the party line, whenever a brewery gets bought, we've said this ad nauseum on this very show, but uh, whenever a brewery gets bought, the first thing people do is the, the owners go out and they say, hey, look, you know, this, these are good dudes and nothing is going to change. When we all know, like, when one business acquires another, at some point something's going to change. But, like, you kind of assume it's a, look, we're going to cut... Some of these people, because we have duplicate people in our shop doing the same thing, we don't need two sets of HR or accounting or sales. But never have I in my uh, memory—not that it's great—but uh, never, never have you ever, never have I ever heard of someone <laughs> liquidating, as it were, valuable stock and product with what happened at Ballast Point here. Liquidating. I mean, yeah, literally. Like, oh. We suddenly have all these product lines, barrel-aged beers, sour beers, that have been maturing and aging for a number of years, and we don't really know what to do with this anymore. So rather than find a sales team or staff a sales team that can move that product, they are simply opening up the barrels and tanks and pouring it all down the drain. Un freaking believable that's unconscionable i mean as a former employee i would be sick to my stomach yeah i mean i'm not even invested in them and i'm sick to my stomach yeah i mean you were there for brew days you're there during fermentation you're there like just waiting for this thing to be ready for a period of months or years well and and i was going to say so kind of talking a little bit more about that mm -hmm. also somebody that works at a brewery that does a lot of barrel aged beer yeah what's the just flat normal average for a, a barrel aged beer what do you mean? Like, you know, from the time that you brew it to the time you dump it into the barrel to the time it, it's... And, and I'm, I know that there's different barrels, there's different beers. Uh, I mean... I'd say a year at least, Event right? Event Horizon spends about a year in barrels, but that doesn't include the fermentation time or right. just conditioning tank right. so kind of time go, at the end of it. Kind of going a little bit, you know, back to what you were saying. Yeah, this is, this is a significant time yes. investment, not to mention money. Yes. Um, and... I just can't believe that they're sending all these stouts just down the drain. It's not like these are bad beers. It's not like they, yeah, they didn't went sour. Yeah. The only thing that they did bad was exist uh, with an ownership team that doesn't know what the hell to do with them. I mean, it just seems like, if nothing else, <clears throat> they could have made a good name for themselves just having Growler Night. Hey, guys. We're going to offer growlers of this yeah. beer that we've been sitting on for two Fire years. Fire sale pricing. Here we go. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have people out the door. You'd make some of your money back. You wouldn't even need a sales team for it. Just somebody to market it on the Twitters. That wouldn't be hard. No, it wouldn't. That, would, that, that info would spread so fast. You'd have people traveling there just to get at some of that. And honestly, I think that out of all, well, there's a few other things too, but just the fact that they're just dumping these barrels is just mind boggling to me. But to even kind of go a step further, so some other changes that they have done to Ballast Point that have not kind of gone over very well is they've took away a lot of perks of people, like having, you know, you get a free pint per shift. Well, they dumped it out. Yeah, they dumped it out. <laughs> they actually used to give you... Yeah, sorry, a, we, can't, we can't afford to give you a shifty anymore because we dumped it and every other shifty out forever they actually used to give you like a hundred dollar gift card a month that you could spend however you wanted at ballast point because you know they've got the spirits world and the homebrew thing and all that so they took that away uh basically you know you will assimilate is completely happened to ballast point now 
They don't even have an internal marketing team anymore. It's handled by Constellation. And Constellation probably doesn't want anything to do with it. They probably wanted the spirit side of it or, I don't know, just wanted to dabble. They had money. I don't know, man. That's, that's a weird... But a billion-dollar investment. <laughs> and meanwhile, meanwhile, this article points out that Ballast Point's production numbers have dropped by 110,000 barrels since Ballast Point took them over. Like, you mean Constellation took Constellation, them over? Constellation, yeah. sorry. But, gah. Yeah. I mean... It just hurts. Fell by about 110,000 barrels from 2016 to 2018. Like That's crazy. And look, I mean, let's face it. None of us are run into the streets to buy any of their beer off the shelves because it's so expensive to begin with. But still, this is a big deal. And I mean, it, it truly, to me, is the you will assimilate. It's time for, for you to no longer have your own business. You are now us. But I mean, even at the time of Ballast Point getting absorbed by Constellation, I didn't really understand what Ballast Point had. They, they were right. already marching down that Pineapple sculpin, habanero sculpin, unfiltered sculpin <clears throat> thing, and you know, yeah. hazy IPAs said that's enough of that. I will say that their barrel aged um, victory at sea mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that was real good, but I mean, I you know, like to your point, like I can't imagine all the stuff that they probably had and threw away, and it just makes me sad, just real sad, yeah, yeah. So remember the uh, super group that we talked about a while back? Uh, remind me. Tenacious D? Yes. No, wait. Velvet Revolver? <laughs> God, never say that <laughs> band name. That's terrible. Audio Slave? Yeah, a little better. <laughs> Still not that great, though. Uh, no, but the big one that was like Miller Oh, you mean the Eagles? <laughs> Miller Coors, Heineken... AB InBev, you know, this big super group of all these different breweries that yeah. we're all going to kind of come together to do this industry-wide beer is good, spirits and wine suck. Right, right, right. They were rallying against a common enemy or something like that. Yes, exactly. Well, now, because of the little infighting with uh, AB InBev, Miller Chorus has said, nah, we're walking away from the table. We're taking our corn syrup and getting out. Yeah, we don't want to be part of your super group. They threatened to do this and... And now they've just done it. Yeah. I mean, this this isn't like news. This isn't a shock. You know, this has been kind of slow rolling since February, but the ink is dry and yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't feel like AB and Bev needed Miller Coors in any of this. No. They're going to do what they want to do. I mean, it's what AB and Bev, Constellation, Heineken. What's Constellation care? Like, oh, we don't even have beer anymore. We dumped that all out. The Beer Institute, the Brewers Association, and the National Beer Wholesalers Association. Yeah, so, I mean, this isn't just maybe InBev. It's a couple of trade organizations, and then, like we just mentioned, Constellation. Uh, Heineken backed off of this as well. They just said, hey, we don't really want to participate. We don't need to help support this initiative. We're good. We're going to walk away from the table. But, you know, like Wells had mentioned, Miller Coors said, hey, we're out, and they just finally did it. And we still don't know what this is other than we know that it's the fact that it's Supposed to be launching at some point this summer, and it's targeted at the evil world of wine and spirits. Hooray. <sighs> Good for them. Really looking forward to this. Hey, I mean, the Brewers Association is a part of it. That's what kind of surprises I mean, me the, a little bit. The enemy of my enemy. Yeah. I mean, 
<clears throat> Meanwhile, I was just checking out the uh, stock price on Constellation because I got you know I was thinking to myself like you know surely that's got to be seen as a big waste of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I mean, you might as well just like and you say that ballast point. But yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Go back to the ballast point. That yeah. So, so them dumping all of that beer. I mean, you know, that's like a big waste of potential revenue. And I mean, they dropped the like. I'm looking at the last month, and you know, they dropped like 13 bucks. You know, from 200 to 187. So seven. They're not hurting. I mean, they're not really hurting, but at the same time, I mean, you know, it's a little dr- a drop. I mean, maybe some of that has. You know, maybe there's something to do with that. I don't know. Never know. All right, so we have kind of two weird, conflicting stories here. Oh, really? Conflicting? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because... I blame th- Scott. Scott sent him to me. He's, he got all excited. We're talking about possibly hitting Portland. And uh, so uh, we talked about Burnside, uh, one of the like old-school OG Portland breweries had shut down. Well, uh, McKellar, I guess the good twin? I can never keep it straight He's anymore. not the evil twin, right? Uh. <laughs> Anywho. McKellar uh, has has opened, uh, basically opened up shop in that old facility. So, um, you know, everything old is new again. You know, I, I I wonder how much more common that'll become, you know, as we get further on. And I'm kind of jumping ahead here a little bit. But we start running into more of these breweries that have spun up facilities that start becoming insolvent and have to back out. You know, it's pretty common to see them go and, you know, sell their gear you know, or, or sell a place as a turnkey. I, I wonder how right. many contract breweries are going to come along and say, hey, we actually do pretty good, and we wouldn't mind having a spot in this town, and here we go. I mean, it sounds like they did all right. Of course, I mean, it's something new, so, you know, we all we all get up in a... In a well, and that's, yeah, the, and we, we'll talk more about this in the next article, but we get the beer scene we deserve, and yep. Portland kind of got the beer scene they deserved when everybody, like, 600 people deep are waiting to get into McKellar. Yeah, meanwhile, it's there because they wouldn't go visit Burnside. And that's probably because it's not new. Right. You know? Exactly. And, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've, for the most part, kind of gotten off the McKellar evil twin train because their shit's so expensive and it's so mediocre half the time. You know, let's talk about being down in, in the Mount Pleasant area. And, you know, was, uh, you know they, they do a lot of their brewing at, at Westbrook, which is you know apparently right down the road from the place that I was at. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I mean, they had tons of stuff on the shelf, and I'm looking at all of it going, like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to get. Are you saying tons of Evil Twin stuff? Yeah, tons of Evil, yeah, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Tons of Evil Twin stuff, okay. and I'm looking at all of it knowing that it's a gamble. I may get something really good, or this could be completely terrible. Yeah. And there's no way to know other than committing, and I just... I committing really look, 20 bucks? Yeah. In all likelihood? Meanwhile, I'll take that, you know... Week and a half, two week old pack of one claw and you know, yeah. a couple other things and be on my merry way. Well, you didn't talk about that. How was Westbrook? I didn't get to go. Oh. Yeah. It was uh, well, it was, was on the, it was on the plan, you know. We stayed at a shall we call it a quaint hotel. Okay. It was not at all comfortable and my wife was up all night long, couldn't sleep, got a migraine from all of that and a lack of sleep and everything else and the plan was to get at Westbrook at four o'clock when they opened, and we left town at about two thirty. Ah, oh, that so sucks. Came back early, and yeah, it was kind of a disappointment. But it was it was one of those like it was the right thing to do. You right. know what I mean? Oh, Where yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, she's finally getting over her headache, but she's kind of tired. And I'm like, I know what's going to happen. We're going to go there, 
and you're not going to be impatient, but I'm going to be impatient for you. Yeah. And I'm not going to enjoy it. Let's just go home. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'll just grab this bottle of Mexican cake off the shelf and we'll be fine. Yeah. There you go. No big deal. Take that as a win, right? Yeah, for sure. So the other story that we were kind of alluding to, and it wasn't necessarily that these two stories were in juxtaposition of each other, but it kind of proves one of the points of the article. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Scott, thanks, Scott, for, uh, uh, I guess, Washington Scott, not South Carolina Scott. But oh, yeah, uh, That's right. We got two Scots. Yeah. But uh, you sent me a couple, a couple articles from the uh, Oregon Live, um, the Oregonian. The Oregonian? The Oregonian. The Oregonian. Oregonian. But, uh, you know, this one is kind of like the similar articles we get around here about, you know, there being bubbles. Uh, but he's like, the, the, the headline on this is, Oregon's craft brewers have a problem. There's just too much beer out there. And... Which I could imagine in a place like Portland, it's probably an embarrassment of riches. It, it totally is. But at the same time, it's not a whole lot different than what we have in any big city. I mean, Charlotte's just as bad. And, and the, the main kind of point the article's talking about is they're talking about some of the old guard and what they're used to. And it kind of clicked for me that the old model is dead. What yeah. they're used to, what they're accustomed what to. What they're accustomed to. Deschutes is used to owning that corner of the country, and that's not a thing anymore. Because now everybody is wanting something new. Everybody's wanting something that's you know, of the moment and just, you know, whether it's super fresh or it's some brewery they never heard of, they're out there trying to experience different things. And the, this whole idea of the craft beer drinker that's going and buying, you know, uh, uh, a six pack of obsidian stout every week, it's just not there anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's becoming harder and harder. I mean, I know it's been a bit since we've done a fridge show, but I think, we are a little bit of an exception to the rule, believe it or not, because I tend to try to typically have Baby Maker in my fridge always. Okay, yeah, you have one favorite, and that's fine. But you're right. Other than that, I mean, proof is in the pudding with all the <laughs> yep. beers that I brought on tonight and our next show, and then the show after that, especially one that I saw, and I'm like, kind of turned my head sideways and went, what the fuck is that doing here? And then I asked the owner. He's like, yeah. I'm we like, get that well, now, too. All right. I'll fucking take it. Meanwhile, you know, you have breweries that come in and then leave the market because, you know, we're not supporting them. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised Deschutes is still here. Of course, I know, I guess they've got their East Coast. Did they close that down or they still have that East Coast distribution? Uh, it, I don't think they're moving forward with it. Okay. Yeah. So I can't, I don't know where that is. Like, like I can, yeah, I, I, like I just can't imagine Deschutes sticking around for that much longer. Yeah. Like I've noticed like things that I know I would have bought from them have kind of disappeared yeah i mean you can still abyss is still sitting on everybody's shelves and i mean that's unfortunately you know we've talked about it time and time again you know well if new if you, new if, if, if you were seeing it around can you please grab me a bottle because i haven't seen it in a while you haven't seen abyss not in a while holy cow okay i will next time i see it and yes please and i'm no i believe I and mean, i've got like three places off the top of my head okay yeah no i totally believe you you're, so so your place that you go to doesn't have it which yes. i totally understand yeah I, I totally understand that but yeah it is plenty elsewhere um but but you know unfortunately like so many breweries trogues is a good example they come to town they have a big splash and then suddenly they're gone Who? you know exactly i mean i hope firestone walker sticks around i really appreciate walking in I, you, you guys you remember trogues nugget nectar yeah i do 
I'm going to throw this beer glass. I still see right it every now and then. Head. <laughs> Nugget Nectar, I still see, but that's it. Like, yeah, I don't see I mean, anything they, else. They've got their weird, like, they've always well, got like one that, or two. Was it Nimble Giant, the one that I really actually kind of like better yeah. than Nugget Nectar? I don't even yeah. see that around anymore. It's a one time a year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I couldn't but tell I, you when it is. I say I must miss it every time because yeah. I just never see it anymore. Yeah, I got some last year. It was it was okay. You know, it was kind of like I don't know if it's it was a matter of things have changed or things know, have changed. My palate's changed or a little bit of everything. But you know, like you just don't see that. But but again, like I, I mean, I'd love for Firestone to stick around. It was great to just I walked in. I got getting ready to head back to uh, Indiana for the weekend and uh, wanted to take a couple things. And I'm like, oh, cool. Here's the uh, Napa Parabola. I guess I'll grab a couple of those. Oh, very nice. You know, I mean, red wine barrel imperial stout. Like, this sounds like a good idea. Napa parabola, napa parabola. I, I, I can't follow <laughs> that up. But uh, anyway, the, the long uh, the long, and, and this, the long TLDR is, is, you know, some of these brewers are used to being a major player and a major presence. And I think they're going to have to reevaluate their footprint strategy going forward. We have seen breweries and like Dogfish Head is one that comes to mind that they would expand and then they would contract and then they would expand again. Yep. And I won't be surprised to see that become more and more commonplace. Uh, I don't know how that works legally with all the distribution agreements, but uh, you know, if you've got the ability to be in a market for a while and then back out and then come back in, I mean, you know, that's going to get people excited again when you're out and in and out and in like that. Oh, jeez. The old in and out? Uh, Wow. (laughs) He's at a loss for words. So the way it is in North Carolina, at least, and and when you're importing beer, I mean, laws vary from state to state. But I know in North Carolina, if you want to sever your distribution agreement with somebody, you just have to be not selling your beer in the state for a year. I'll okay. just say, hey, I'm no longer going to deliver anything to you guys and or to anybody else for a year. And, you know, that's kind of how you get out of it. And in a lot of these cases, these these brands that aren't performing, if they disappeared for a year, I don't know that I would notice. Case in point, Trogues. Yeah. I, I mean, they're still here. Barely. Yeah, I was sad. Again, I got... Like, Nugget Nectar is one of those things where it just falls into my lap now every year, and I don't chase it. So I, I'll still buy it, because it's not a bad beer by it's any, not stretch a bad beer. any stretch of the imagination. But it's not like it used to be, where, you know, I'd go to five or six stores. It's I go into a place like, hey, do you want it? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real big deal when it hit. And then after that, you know, and, and unfortunately, like, to your point, it's the scene we deserve. Because we get all frothy about something that I haven't had yet. It's just now coming to market. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. I've had it a couple times. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've bought uh, a couple six packs of Firestone's cans. They're good. There's nothing wrong with them. But I don't, that's not what I exclusively buy. Yeah. So, anyhow. Very true. What else you got? Well, that's kind of why I combined all of these stories, because they all kind of felt like the same thing. But, Wells, what is going on with the top 50 craft breweries? They're struggling to grow. Like, why? Kind of the same reasons we just talked about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, while craft beer as a whole is still growing, uh, the overall beer market's shrinking a little bit. Craft beer isn't doing nearly as good with double-digit gains as it has been in years past. But... um, 
basically what's happening is your regionals, your super regionals, or your national brands are getting eaten a little bit by you know these smaller, newer neighborhood nimble breweries. So I mean, basically, most of your top fifty, you know, by volume breweries are losing volume. Yeah, which I mean, you know, it, it's all the points that we just talked about on the last story. It all makes a hundred percent sense. <laughs> it's got to be difficult for you know, like a Sierra Nevada to come up with a, a new recipe and a new logo and a whole new thing. And they ramp up their huge production line and they get everything moving. And meanwhile, Joe Schmo Brewing has put out 15 hazy IPAs and everybody that's what everybody cl- wants. Yeah, everybody's clamoring for them. Now, Sierra Nevada, you had a very bad example for this because oh, my, my they, they well, bucked the trend. They grew 2%. Okay. Most of... Uh, How I about mean, New Belgium? Oh, down 11. Okay, D- down 11%. All right, so New Boston Belgium. Boston Beer down 7, Yingling down 2. I don't know. I feel like Boston Beer got thrown in here, but they would have been in... They, like, I don't think this is necessarily related. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, kind of like to the, the New Belgium one is a great example to me. Like, I've not bought a New Belgium beer in a very long time, wow. but yeah. I keep seeing, like, all the 50 different ways they're fucking with Ranger now. And it's like, why... Why? Why? Ranger was good. Yeah. And now you're doing this to it. Just yep. why? Why did you do this? Leave Ranger alone. <laughs> well, he's, he's gone now. It's Voodoo Ranger. And Leave Voodoo Ranger alone. <laughs> that's a sad part. You're talking about the, the you know, the remix, you know? Yeah, exactly. The re, re, re. And I mean, honestly, I, I cannot tell you the last time I bought a new Belgian beer. Yeah. Same. I mean, it's three, four or five years at this point. I, I'm and interested here, like especially growing up where I did, and that brewery was you know a state away. I yeah. used to drink it all the time. Meanwhile, Boulevard dipped ten percent. That's a that's kind of a shocker. <sighs> I mean, it is and it isn't right. I mean, it is and it isn't. It's another one of those breweries where they made a huge splash when they came here, and we all know how much of a fanboy I was. And now I hardly see any other shit on the shelves. Oh, they're stuff. They they have a lot of stuff out there. Well, I guess. Depending Again, on what, depending on which, you know, yeah, what, what store you go to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to look at a small independent shop. Or I guess I shouldn't say it. Well, I mean, they're independent, right? Um, they have three locations. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to look at that and compare it to like a big box. store. Oh, absolutely. You know, like 100%. a big box store. You know, they there's Boulevard all day long. But like, I can still find wheat. But oh yeah. That's about it. Like I, I don't. Yeah, see they're either. like Cosmic Ranger Space IPA is out a bunch. I see, and uh, they've got a couple other summer type hibiscus goes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. much of that. Anyway, I get it. And then, kind of going back to bucking the trend, Firestone Walker actually had a twelve percent incre- increase in production. So that's all, Cal. That's pr- probably me. <laughs> I bought a lot of their stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's just crazy that some of these places are just kind of all over the place about going up and down. Stone's up 3%. Sweetwater's up 2%. There, Deschutes is down 8 ABV down 3 Yeah. Going back to our first story, it's kind of a shame that somebody like a Firestone or, or some other well-known big brewery didn't like come along and say, hey, um, you guys okay? Because it looks like you're pouring out all of your beer. How about we just take that off your hands? We'll call it a collab. You know, and then we'll sell it, and we'll give you some money on it. We'll give you some points, you know, and that would have been gold, Jerry. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, well, All right, normally we don't like to give out free ideas, but that one's kind of passed, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Are we ready for break? Sure. All right. I'll do that. We'll be back in 30. 
let him out of the dungeon? Yeah, we let him out. Probably get my head to start next time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's time for Buy Don't Buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer. We're going to give it a one or a zero. It's either we love it or we hate it. There is no half steps, half stars, quarter ratings, none of that nonsense. So, Jeff, first beer up. Uh, so, first beer up, uh, the one that probably took me the longest to both figure out and log on the sheet. Uh, this is to all. To, to all? To all? To all? To zero L? I, I don't know. Um and uh, this is called Fuck Art. This is Juicy. They have a whole uh, Fuck Art series. Yes. And uh, this one, um, I, and I was looking at the list. And I'm like, these all look fairly interesting if executed decently. You know, who knows? I mean, we've only had these guys on the show like one other time. Um, yeah. And we all raved about that beer. Did we? I think. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I believe you. Um but this is a double dry, uh, sorry, yeah. So this is a double dry hopped Belgian Session India Pale Ale. Yes, all those things. You know, you, you ever see those um, like little kits you can get at like a Spencer Gifts that has all the little words that are on magnets and uh-huh. you throw them on your fridge and you can arrange all kind of different, like yeah. that's what I feel like they did here. They had a bunch of brewing names or brewing adjectives. Double Dry Hop Belgian Session India Pale Ale. You know, all of those are fine words. Right. You put them together, and I am just not having this beer. Um, and maybe not so much. I think they're all fine words, but if we could just take that Belgian magnet off the fridge. Yes. Somebody's trolling. It's probably Josh, and he put Belgian in the middle. How dare you, you monster. Um, yes, with a Sharpie. But you can't although know. I did have to laugh that the, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we were comparing sizes earlier. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like the all folks can't even have like a regular pint can. They've got to have a little bit bigger pint can. Oh, well, it's that's right. They're from uh, Europe somewhere, I think. Uh, they are. Belgium. So, you know, it's a 50 centiliter can, yes. which is a little bit more than a pint. So, Josh, you get a whole bunch more of this crap to drink later. So it's a no buy for me. Wells? Yeah, again, Belgian IPA. You want to talk about like a really super fast way to lose me is put a very estery yeast in. Just didn't, uh, couldn't do it. Josh. Yeah, no, you can go ahead and just dump that bad boy right on now because it's not going anywhere other than into the dump bucket. So I was intrigued because because Josh texted me this picture and he's like, "Yeah, I was they were giving samples and and I bought a bunch of stuff and I'm like, oh, this god. one I only bought one of. Oh god, how drunk were you? I wasn't. You try to sample I'm of that? Making sure this. No, this one I did not get a sample. Oh, okay. Right. No, it's most of what's on show two. <clears throat> oh, okay. okay. Besides that one and this one. No, they didn't sample that. No, God, no. I wouldn't have bought it if they did. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. All right. Next beer. Up. Next beer. Up. So you talk about fridge shows. I'm gonna tell you. Um, craziest thing happened to me a couple months ago. Somebody brought over some Highland beer. And I don't like. I don't ever buy Highland beer. And I had some Highland beer, and I'm like, you know, I forget that they're pretty good. And so then I bought like the mixed uh, 12 pack mm-hmm. and uh, the mandarina was in there, which we've had on the show. You know, it's kind of an orange, uh, orange. It's got orange zest in it. Uh, the daycation, which is their like all day IPA, which is yeah. pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. And this one, the uh, AVL IPA, which I've heard some people starting to talk about mountain IPA. I don't think that's what this is. This is more of like a West Coast. I mean, like you can see straight through it. Um, this is my favorite in the box. This has become the one that I, I so enjoy So this is the most. not the box turd. No, no. Okay. If anything, it's the mandarina. And the mandarina is no slouch. 
it's just you know it's it's heavy and orange you know you just got to be in the mood for that but uh, i really i really enjoy this avl ipa um i like it a lot it's it both tasted better after that last one and yet still kind of lost some of itself following something else but um i just i you know like i said I, i've gone through i think i'm on my third 12 pack now okay so it's nice i like it i'm gonna buy wells uh you know, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I've had some of the newer IPAs from Highland. Like, I didn't necessarily like the Mandarina sure. as much. But uh, AVL, this is fine. It's just a just a clean, see-through, 6.5% IPA. Like, yeah. I could see myself running through a six-pack of this or two at the house. Yeah. Like, fine. Yeah. Sure. Do it. Go. And, that, and it, you know, obviously totally is in my wheelhouse right now, which is, you know, clear, West Coasty style, you know, Hot Mom IPA, I like. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, this is pleasantly. I'm pleasantly surprised. It, and I and I'm not saying that in a rude way. No, no, no. Like you, 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 like me. Somebody brought this AVL IPA to my house, and I'm just like, oh, that's cute. And then I had one. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be nice. Cute. And I'm like, oh, actually, oh, did I did I like that or is it just? Let me have another one. Oh, he left them all behind. Well, let me go through a couple more. And suddenly it's like, all right, okay, I, like I get this. You know, it's just it's just a nice, unassuming, juicy. Yeah, you know, without it's, being, uh, it's damn good without it being a haze bomb or yeah. you know any of the DDH nonsense yep. or it's just a West Coast IPA. Yep. Next beer up. Next beer up. <clears throat> Burials Crystal Artifacts, their West Coast IPA. Clearly. Um, yeah, pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's got a little cloud to it compared to the last one, but not really. Uh, dry up with Citra, Amarillo, Denali, and Azaka concocted through a blah, blah, blah. Um, collab with Pizza Craft Brew Pub. Um, this has something weird in it. There's some weird flavor in it that I can't quite get, but I don't hate it. Um, I, I, I like this, especially with some pizza. I would buy this, buy this beer. Wells? It might be the Denali hops. Okay. I, I, I just had a Denali single hop IPA like maybe six months ago that just it kind of rubbed me a weird way and that this is rubbing me a weird way. So that could be the, the thing in common. Well, yeah. I rub um, you weird ways all stop the time. That. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to know by this. Uh, it's just something about it. I just can't quite put my finger on, but it's unpleasant to me. Josh. You cray cray. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's damn good. Uh, and, and you go, go back to Fridge Show talk. This is, and granted, it's unfortunately it's burial, so it's hard to have just. It's uh, hard to find. Not in that you can't find burial beer, but it's like, wait, was that the one I had? Well, not only that, but nine times out of ten, they're, they're, they're rotating so much. Yeah. That yeah, that's true. But barrel, any more, anything I see from them, it's an instant buy just to try it. Yeah. Because I have to know, and They're this good. was delicious. They're real me. good. I love. Plus, this I mean, beer. you'll never see it again. Right? Exactly. That's <laughs> so don't, the, don't that's get, the big point. Don't get too attached because the odds of you like running into you half know, of any of their shit ever yeah. again is. Which again, that's the beer scene you deserve. Yeah, and and I'm part of the problem because I buy burial shit all the time. Ooh, I'm, something I'm like, I literally brought something out of my fridge that I drink all the time now. Josh is like, I bought these eighteen things, all brand new. And eh, shut your mouth. Next beer up. Should I dump it now? Yeah, go ahead. So, um, <clears throat> out of uh, Durham, North Carolina, 
this is Pountysaurus's Reserve Ale, which uh, on Untapped is claimed as a uh, Belgian Strong Dark. Um, and I've had some Belgian Strong Darks, and I'm not sure what's going on with this one, but I'm not a fan. Um, and, you know, it's entirely possible that my palate has changed over time and I just don't like Strong Darks anymore, but I don't really think that's the case. It just, it, it is that thing where an American-style brewer decides to do a Belgian Strong Dark, but they just are not experienced enough with it to, to do it just right. Yep. And it, ta- it takes a lot. I, to, I'm sure these guys are probably flipping off the radio or whatever they're listening to, if they're listening to it at all, or somebody's telling them about it, they're going to get angry. But um, I I haven't had anything else from them, so I don't know. But uh, this, this was a, this is a non-starter for me. Yeah. Go by. Wells? There's something about this that reminds me of this like burnt rubber note that I've gotten from like past their prime ESPs, really. Like okay. f- things from Fuller's specifically. Um, I, I'm i trying to think of something nice to say about this beer. You don't have to. Oh, cool. I mean, okay, here's I something mean, nice to say about it. I don't have to have any more of it. Okay. I'm a no-buy. Josh. I mean, you know, let, let's fa- let's face it. Nine times out of ten, we're either getting these beers from people, you know, that are fans of the show or buying these with our own pockets. And I think that is a very important thing. Yeah, but the difference is... <laughs> Like I'm not, spent, I'm not buying a beer like and bringing it on the show without having it before. Well, is, and sometimes ooh. it backfires on me, as this one did. And, and sometimes, you know, I mean, that's and where the tr- first one did, and, and that's where trusting a brewer makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why I said like I don't have enough experience with Pony Source to be able to and I understand don't either, their 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 viewpoint, and maybe that would make a difference. Right? No, and I I don't either, sadly, because I don't see their stuff all the time and. Yeah, I was I was not very happy when we had this, and yeah, there, there is no. This is not a Belgian beer in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no, no buy. Final beer up, and I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, final beer up, uh, Wells. Would you like to show me how to Dougie's? Dougie's uh, coffee vanilla deluxe, a whiskey barrel aged imperial stout brewed with vanilla and coffee. And I'm trying to read this. Uh, it's and that's whiskey with uh, W-H-I-S-K-Y. With a Y? Yup. Well. And Domateo Coffea... Donatello? Coffea Cataya Bellage. Sure. Um, man, this is good. Are you having a stroke? Yeah, pretty much. Do you, do you smell toast? <clears throat> yeah, this... That's coffee. I'm pretty sure it's coffee. Well, okay. and, and you know, you joke, and I was just like, I kept sniffing this. I'm like, man, there's something in this that I recognize, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's that whiskey, and it's the uh, it's the burnt tire one. Um, Speedside. Thank you. And uh, once I got that, I'm like, oh yeah, no. I, I mean, like it's it's there, it's present, but it is not overpowering. Which I feel like that whiskey especially can get very overpowering. Uh, and they did this with a nice bit of restraint. The coffee is nice, the vanilla is nice. This is an excellent beer. I really like this. I would buy this. Wells. This is an excellent beer, and this is an excellent beer that. I could probably solo a bottle of this and at 15%, woof. Yeah. I mean, I feel I straighten up a little bit when I have a sip of this. Like, yeah. this is a this is a tasty beverage. Just enough scotch barrel. Uh, the vanilla's there, but it's not overpowering. The coffee is just where I want it to be. Like, I mean, 
this is a dangerously smooth oh, yeah. beer. It doesn't drink like 15. I mean, it's, there's a little bit of burn on the very, very, very back end, but... I mean, burn, I've had... Burn on the back end, title of your sex tape. I've had 10 or 11% beers that hit you harder than this does. Yep. That vanilla just mellows it all out. What do you think, Josh? Josh, you like the whiskey. I, I do love the scotch. Scotchy, scotchy, scotch. It's a little too warm right now to be drinking scotch, to be honest with you. Like, it's 105 degrees outside. It's quite toasty. We're inside. Yes, I know. But I'm saying just being outside. Well, then don't take it outside, Josh. I don't. But I don't drink it inside either. This is this is beer season for me. Like, I don't touch liquor during this time of the year at all. Well, this is beer. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this either. I know I'm, I'm trying to me. explain to you. Like, okay, please. Look, I like scotch. I love a good class of scotch. Yes, okay. This is a great class of beer scotch. Like, that the scotch is. is there. The barrel is nice. It is not overwhelming. It leaves that nice tingly little burn at the very end. It's like I'm drinking a mini scotch that's a little bit carbonated and it's got some vanilla and some co- coffee in it. Maybe a little chocolate. And a little chocolate. So while you're not reaching for a bottle of scotch during the summer, this would be this. This 50% Imperial Stout, totally in your wheelhouse. Yes, exactly. It's in on a technicality. Exactly. It's a beer, not a scotch. <laughs> that's and it's right. not 40% ABV. So there I go. could do some real damage with this in December, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, man, this is this is damn good. Damn, damn good. So absolute huge buy for me. It's time for I tap that. Pretty simple. Out of all the beers that we've had, what would you put on your kegerator? So, Jeff, where are you going, dude? Um, it's the AVL IPA for me. Actually, believe it or not, that's that may be, um, depending on how a couple things shake out when I get back, that may be one of my next ones up because it'll be easy to get. It'll be easy to get fresh. Shouldn't you mean cost you like fresh. legit actually buying a keg of it? For sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because like, it's... <sighs> The, the, the hang-up I get with a lot of the like unfiltered IPAs is that if you don't drink them fast enough, they start getting real malty and kind of gross. Um, this one, you know, when the hops die out, it's going to kind of be a shame. But uh, yeah, I feel like I can drink this in the heat because it's clear, if that makes any sense. It's not as heavy. It doesn't drink. No, as, no, it to me, sense. it doesn't drink as heavy. I get I, it. I, I definitely don't want that tool. Um, while I bought the burial, I, I don't like it enough to want to do that in... Okay, and and you're not gonna hang out with the Dougie in the summer. Yeah, you know, and that'd I probably mean, be it, it worse than a Baptist beer. keg. Uh, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I haven't touched my Baptist keg in, in two months at this point, so that's all the point. All right, Wells, what about you, dude? Uh, I believe it's the point in the show where I just say coffee vanilla deluxe and kick it to Josh. Okay. Because God, I don't care how long it takes me to drink. A keg of that. I don't care. Yeah, this this beer could hang out like an old man waiting for a bus, and he's not in a hurry. A couple of buses may go by, and he's like, hey, I'll catch the next one. I'll catch the next one. That's this beer. Weather's and, nicer outside. The birds are chirping. Like, Yeah. No, I would totally sit on a keg of this. Because, damn, it's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing it, Wells. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Jeff. We're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Crapbeercast.com. Find our old episodes. Subscribe to us. Uh, find our social medias. Hit us up on the Twitters, at CBCast. Uh, we're still taking interest for the glass, although our glass guy is kind of flaking on us, so who knows? It may take a turn. It may not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. 
But thanks to all of you that have already, you know, expressed interest. And if you are interested, you know, again, you know, hit us up at CBcast or contact, uh, contact craftbeercast.com via emails. And we'll get back to you there. Uh, Wells, you got anything you want to help? You can find me at all the Wells on Instagram, Twitter. Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, iTunes or the other ones that'll let you rate. Uh, don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. We need some new equipment. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, you know, hey, it's time. We're getting, we're getting, we're past the six year mark. Most of this stuff has been around for about six years. I've definitely seen better days. Yeah, I think we all have. These mics are, are still in great shape. And again, thanks to both Chris and the Patreon folks for helping us out there. But more equipment upgrades are needed. Uh, other than that, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast if you want to submit stories or anything like that. Uh, hell, if you even want to talk about doing a beer trade, uh, I'd visit that page every day just to make sure that there's nothing actually there to talk about so uh it's a good way to get a hold of us as well and other than that we will talk to you guys next thursday